Jody Vance on for Jill Bennett today, and we're taking you straight to Washington, D.C. to check in with Cicchini. Reggie Cicchini, our Global News Washington correspondent, joins us on the line. Hey, Reggie. Happy Friday. And to you, my friend, uh, where do we start here? Let's dig right into the COVID-19 numbers, the latest in the U.S. It's so bleak every day. It's just they're spiking. Yeah, and they're spiking uh, out of control across a good portion of this country. There's more than a dozen states that have actually seen an uptick in their numbers over the last two weeks. The most notable is in Arizona, where the number of confirmed cases is on the plus side of 90% in just the last seven days. And there are fears that the healthcare system across the state uh, is going to be overwhelmed. There's also uh, a shortage of PPE that is uh, starting to pop up around the country as well. So for a lot of people that thought that this virus may have been dying, down they're in for a serious summer fight it is terrifying we had a chat with dr peter j hotez uh, yesterday he is in texas but he was looking uh towards arizona and texas a similar situation where the hospital emergency rooms are at that emergency capacity that we saw in places like northern italy like those reports that were coming out of wuhan china yeah, and look, the, the University of Washington, who's kind of been looked to for some of the polling that they do to see, you know, where the country may be in the coming months, it has come under scrutiny as of late. But I mean, their latest polls out show that there could be upwards of 170,000 deaths in this country now by October. But the range that they give could be anywhere from the low end of 133,000 to a high end of almost 300,000. So I mean, this is a, a, a still a scary moment across this country uh, as more states reopen, as more people get around each other. And as more, uh, you know, cities really try to go back to where they were pre-pandemic. Yeah, when you go to the coronavirus coronavirus tracker worldwide, 7.27 million confirmed cases globally, 2.08 million of those are in the U.S. And where the deaths are uh, toll is concerned, in a global number is 413,000. And in the U.S., 116,000. And that is if you assume that all possible COVID-19-related deaths have been reported, which is, you know, something that has come into question in the U.S., specifically in Florida. Absolutely, it has. I mean, look, Florida posted its highest numbers possible uh, uh, to date just yesterday, and they've got more than 70,000 cases now uh, around the state. Uh, and this is going to pose problems now because the Trump campaign uh, and the GOP have now said that Jacksonville, Florida is going to be the site of the uh, upcoming Republican convention in uh, in August. Uh, and this there is kind of a concern now that if you jam pack tens of thousands of people into a small city and into a smaller arena, uh, you're essentially creating a a petri dish and this is why the north carolina governor said uh-uh we don't want you in our stadium because there's too much of a risk is it true that donald trump is going to have uh the the rally attendees sign like liability waivers yeah, so this is something that uh, the Trump campaign actually emailed out uh, in the last couple of days for his first campaign that's happening in Oklahoma next Friday. Uh, the, the the campaign put a note uh, in the email saying, click here, uh, that will essentially absolve the, the Trump campaign of any wrongdoing if anybody in that crowd happens to get sick from COVID-19. You know, it's worth noting here, Oklahoma doesn't have uh, restrictions for how big a group can be and how many people can be in a group. It's just a recommendation to not be in such a massive amount of people uh the cdc also coming out with guidelines today saying if you're going into a big group please put on a face mask uh so it, again it, it's that realization that even in trump world they acknowledge that this virus exists they just don't talk about it yeah nor do they really wear masks if ever being captured on camera well and Setting i mean the poor example 
the president wore a mask once and it was caught on camera, but he said that people would talk about it if he wore that mm. mask. So he's simply set this precedent by showing his base. You think it's against your freedoms to have to be told to wear a mask. I'm not going to wear one either. Where are we at with regard to, uh, I was going to say riots, but really they've become more protest in, in the truest sense of the word, more peace than there have been um, the riotous peace. Like what what is the... What is the temperature with regard to the fallout since the murder of George Floyd? Well, I mean, in Washington, D.C., they took the fencing down, that kind of uh, mm. the, the, the wall that essentially turned the, the White House into an enclosed fortress. That's now gone. So people do have access to the parkland that's been surrounding the White House for uh, the history of it being there. Uh, but around the country, these protests are still taking place. A lot of them much more peaceful. There's still a call for change when it comes to police reform, when it comes to uh, uh, ending the kind of racial injustice that exists in this country. Uh, over the weekend, Washington, D.C. is expecting to have a massive what they're calling a First Amendment demonstration uh, where there are dozens and dozens of streets that are anticipating closures. So just because things have been settled down over the week, things are really going to get built up again this weekend because there are still a growing number of people that feel that the federal government uh, is simply not listening to their calls for change. There has been some change, though, out of Louisville. Yeah, look, this is big. The the uh, council in Louisville uh, enacting what's called Brianna's Law, and this is for Brianna Taylor, who was shot and killed uh, during a, uh, a police raid on a home where they were uh, trying to target somebody. Her boyfriend was caught up in that. Uh, there were shots exchanged, and she was shot while she was sleeping. Uh, this new law essentially says that door knocks, uh, a door knock raids and warrants are no longer going to happen the way that they do. If police are coming to somebody's door, they have to bang on the door. They have to wait 15 seconds, possibly longer, before before they can then enter a home. And this is simply uh, as a way to stop, you know, these wrong entries that we've seen where police enter the wrong apartment and somebody ends up dying. Uh, you know, it's a big moment of justice for these protesters. Breonna Taylor's name may have been drowned out a little bit underneath George Floyd, but her name was still very loud and clear a lot uh, across a lot of these rallies. Indeed. And, and that is excellent that that was a unanimous decision to change something in the name of that tragedy. I'm going to shift to something that's a little bit more gossipy, but it's certainly like skipping along the surface of social media right now. Uh, a book, The Art of Her Deal. <laughs> I read this article in the in the Washington Post. What are, what are you hearing on this with the, the Melania Trump stayed in New York longer to negotiate a better prenup? Yeah, I mean, this this is what's kind of being broadcast around a number of the networks ever since this book came out. There are a couple of books about Melania that are kind of getting into these details. Uh, but, it, you know, what we're hearing is that she didn't jump into, uh, you know, the White House and this role of First Lady so quickly because she wanted to ensure that, you know, the prenup was going to be uh, redrafted, that there was going to be uh, kind of a fairness for Baron Trump, the youngest of Trump's children, so that he would be up on the same level uh, as the older kids like Tiffany and Ivanka uh, and Eric. And this was, you know, a part and parcel of a number of reasons why she didn't show up. She also wanted to allow for Baron Trump to finish his year uh, in school before they moved to Washington. But it's interesting because, you know, a lot of people look at Melania Trump as being some silent person inside the White House. But she really does what she wants. She tweets what she wants. She says what she wants. We've seen the political messaging when she wore a jacket one time uh, saying, I don't mm. care. Do you? This is somebody who, you know, it, it, it's she's silent in the White House, but she still gets her message across and she does what she wants when she wants. All right, Reggie Cicchini, thank you for doing this. I hope you have a fantastic weekend, and we'll look forward to touching base with you next week. Have a good one.
That is Reggie Cicchini, our good friend and global news Washington correspondent, just giving us the temperature from the United States. There are always so many stories to be told. Very concerning, those COVID-19 numbers, the spikes around the U.S., multiple states reporting uh, their largest and highest numbers since the beginning of this pandemic, certainly not trending in the right direction. We've heard a lot about the U.S. opening up or reopening the economy and yet we're seeing uh, the the numbers on the stock market uh, plunge and we're seeing hospitals become overwhelmed in some southern states in particular, Texas and Arizona. Uh, we'll keep you posted on all of that uh, happening south of the border. We're also going to bring it back here north of the border.